The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop and Jonesboro and crumblecookies.com. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is August the 2nd of 2023. We're glad you guys are here with us today on a day that I know we can celebrate. As a matter of fact, I have the goods to celebrate today. What is it? Tell me you can see the goods. What are you talking about? Today is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Where do you have them? Kelly, I got a whole box of them out there in the freezer. We're ready to go. Uh, Today is also National Coloring Book Day as well. Actually, I do like to color. And over COVID, whenever we were quarantined, I think I did like three adult coloring books. Yeah, some of those pictures in the adult coloring books were a little offensive to many people (laughs) in her family. Anatomically, I guess they were okay. Okay, Brandon. Her adult coloring books are different than yours. I don't mean... Brandon Baxter in the morning. So do you remember the original National Lampoon's Vacation? Yes. So Clark gets a family in the station wagon that he goes out and gets, and they're going to drive across the country. Where are they going? Wally World. Boom. I can't remember exactly where they were going from. Do you remember? Was it Chicago? It was completely across the nation, I feel. It seems like it was Chicago all the way to California. Mm -hmm. If you remember, though, there were multiple different uh, areas they stopped at along the way because it's a long road trip. One of those places was Cousin Eddie's house. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the visual of that? Was it what? Did he live in a desert? Yeah, it seemed like he was kind of out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. almost like on farmland or desert land. Yeah. And you know, it was a kind of you know, it wasn't a mansion, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So what I never really thought about is is somebody bought that property, like the actual Cousin Eddie house. Uh, this is in Boone, Colorado, where that house is. And the person who owns that is not a fan of people coming by to see the house. Uh-oh. Because, you know, tourists do that deal. Hey, this is the house. Like, this is the full house house. Yeah, you want to take a, like, a little selfie? Like, look where I am. So these YouTubers pull up in Boone, Colorado, outside of Cousin Eddie's house. Uh-oh. And the guy who owns the house comes out, and he is not in a good mood. The people are who are the YouTubers say they thought he might have been high. But he started screaming. He says, this movie sucks. Get out of here. You got to go. Get off my property. So these guys go down a little bit further down the road, thinking at least they can show it off in the distance. The dude who owns the house got in his vehicle, went all the way to them, and said, get out of here. I don't want you here. Ooh, be careful. Which I thought was, was kind of wild. But I've never really thought, I don't know why I didn't think about it. Like, that was a real place. Mm-hmm. Like, where the kids are out there, and one of the kids got kicked in the head by a mule or something like that. Right. Then they're looking at dirty magazines and stuff like that. You remember that? And one of them's like, got some illegal narcotics. Was it the girl or the boy that had the narcotics? I think the it was girl. the girl. And then the boy had the magazines. Huh. That's and they were, really weird. They were showing a little rusty. Mm. Okay. But, <laughs> but here's the deal. I love going to YouTube and watching any of those like filming locations, YouTube videos. Yeah. Like I've done the one for the Andy Griffith show and Gomer Pyle mm-hmm. and Full House. So like these people, these YouTubers go out and they show you those locations and then they match it up with like old school footage. Like I've done that for Three's Company. Have you ever yeah. watched any of that mm-hmm. stuff? I haven't. So do like, you know, find a show that you like. Give me one you like. It'd be like, I've wanted to go where they've recorded The Walking Dead before or oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. Do that. Mm-hmm. Type in that and then do filming locations on YouTube. They'll walk you through those places, what they really look mm-hmm. like. Okay. It's pretty fun stuff. But anyway, the Cousin Eddie home from National Lampoon's Vacation. It's a real deal. And if you stop off there in Boone, Colorado, that dude, he ain't going to be real nice. Brandon Baxter in the morning.
All right, good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five! High five! Hey, a big high five goes out today to the Red Cross of Greater Arkansas and 24-Hour Plays. So collectively, they had this vision of raising money for the survivors of the March 31st tornado. So 24-Hour Plays had this idea. They were going to do six different plays ranging in length from 10 to 15 minutes, and they were going to give 100% of the net proceeds uh, to benefit the Red Cross and the people recovering from mm. tornado damage. Awesome. So we're talking about 24-hour plays and 24 different actors, six directors, six writers, and several production assistants that did all of this to raise money, and they were able to raise over $10,000 wow. for the people who are still struggling based mm. on that tornado. So... Here's to you, 24-Hour Plays and the Red Cross of Greater Arkansas. It's an Arkansas's morning show, High Five. High Five. And today's High Five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is August the 2nd. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Carrie Underwood. So Carrie Underwood has become the voice of Sunday Night Football. The big question is, will she be making the comeback for the upcoming season? And the answer is a resounding yes. They shot the intro at Carrie's Vegas residency at the Resorts World Theater in Las Vegas. Carrie explains why it's so important for her to be a part of the NFL and Sunday Night Football. I love being the voice of Sunday Night Football because I grew up watching football. I mean, I'm from Oklahoma. We're we're a football state. It's just a part of the country that everybody has their teams. And we would drive down to Dallas and, and watch the Cowboys play. There's just something about being at a live sporting event or, or watching on TV, you have your favorites. You, they have their rivals. You know, I mean, it's it's unlike anything else. Sunday Night Football returns to NBC September the tenth with the New York Giants against the Dallas Cowboys. We have country music news today on Cody Johnson. If you got a chance, take it, take it while you got a chance. So Cody posted a teaser video giving us a little look into his new song, and it, it involves the sweetest video of him and his wife dancing in a field. The song is called The Painter. Here's Cody Johnson. She took chances With every wall I built She saw a canvas I thank God every day For how he made her My life was black and white But she It's Cody Johnson. It's called The Painter, and it comes out Monday the 14th. And country music news today on Ashley McBride. Honey, So Ashley McBride just celebrated her 40th birthday, and in that she posted something about her alma mater, Arkansas State University. I know. When I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I thought so, too. Mm -hmm. So Ashley, of course, born and raised in Arkansas. She went to Arkansas State. She was a part of the marching band where she played the French horn. And in her post on social media, 
Along with photos of her at Arkansas State, she says, and I quote, thank you for all the gifts and cards and birthday wishes. Tribe, it warms my heart so much that you gave to Arkansas State University marching band. Thank you so much for showing your giant hearts. Hashtag go state. Yes. So I guess her fans were giving to the marching band program at Arkansas State University. I love that. How cool is it for Mm -hmm. her to give back to a state? Yeah. You know, she played pretty much every single venue in this area. Mm -hmm. And then moved off to Nashville. And look what's happening with her now. A big congratulations to Ashley McBride. And again, go state. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know, we talk a lot about how much we love crumble cookies and the idea that there's new cookies, fresh cookies at crumble every single week makes it even better run by crumble cookies this week. There's all kinds of fresh stuff on the menu this week. French toast, just like grandma makes a buttery, fluffy cookie topped with cinnamon, egg wash, buttercream, a sweet syrup drizzle, and a sprinkle of powdered sugar. They also have the blue monster. Featuring Chips Ahoy. This is a cookie that's popping with brown sugar, the semi-sweet chocolate chips, and Chips Ahoy cookie pieces. Then on top of that, they swirl this creamy blue vanilla frosting, and they finish it with a mini Chips Ahoy cookie on top. How about the apple crumb cake? A perfectly snackable apple cookie smothered in a brown sugar glaze, then topped with cubes of baked apples and a crumbly cinnamon streusel. They also have the salted caramel cheesecake this week. This is a three-layer stack of flavors that include the graham cracker, the cheesecake frosting, gooey caramel, and a touch of sea salt. How about mom's recipe? A taste of home, a chunky oatmeal cookie packed with semi-sweet chocolate, toffee, and peanut butter chips, Mm. all sprinkled with a dash of salt. And of course, you have the class the can't go wrong cookie it's the milk chocolate chip it's thick it's soft and it's packed with all those milk chocolate chips check out crumble cookies in the shops at hilltop in jonesboro you can also download the app it's crumble cookies in your app store or check them out online at crumblecookies.com she's a walking talking encyclopedia it's kelly perry's did you know on arkansas's morning show Did you know the little layer of chocolate in between the wafers in a Kit Kat bar is actually recycled Kit Kats? When Kit Kats that don't look quite right come off the line, they're grounded up into paste and reused in future bars. Really? Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite candies. Mm -hmm. I love the Kit Kat. And my wife's new favorite thing, have you tried the birthday cake Kit Kat bar? Mm -mm. It's pretty good. Yum. Did you know the guy who invented Vicks Vapor Rub also invented junk mail? Really? Yeah, he's rich. How about that guy right there? Yeah. And did you know in 1967, Van Morrison was a solo artist working for Bang Records when he released this major hit song. But years later in 2008, Van Morrison told the LA Times, quote, I call this the money song because they got all the money and I got none. What happened after that is I ended up with zero money. (laughs) I was broke and depressed and remained and I remained that way for many years. And I decided to make a stand for myself and do things my way, not theirs. Now, the song Van Morrison is referring to, Brown Eyed Girl. A brown eyed girl. Oh, yeah. You, brown eyed girl. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So thanks for getting up with us. Welcome to Wednesday morning. Do you think your boss is awesome? That's a question you can answer to yourself. But I would assume the people on tour with Taylor Swift are thinking their boss, well... She's mega awesome. So Taylor Swift is wrapping up the Eras Tour. This is one where she's played the stadiums and everybody who goes are like, hey, this experience is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. And I've never heard anyone personally tell me anything different. 
Yeah, and it doesn't matter the age either. Uh-uh. Like you can be 13, you can be 103, yes. you're still going there for whatever reason, however she's mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, she's giving you this experience. So she has a whole bunch of people on tour and she's handing out bonuses, the end of tour bonuses, because this tour is probably going to go down as one of the, the top grossing tours of all time. Uh, so Taylor Swift is giving each one of the truck drivers who have uh, carried the stuff on her tour big time bonuses. So think about this. There's 50 truckers who are out there on the road for every one Taylor Swift show. She's giving every one of those truckers a bonus of $100,000. Oh my goodness. So imagine, you know, you're working, you're doing your thing, you're getting your money and you're happy with, Hey, this is what I agreed to come out for. And all of a sudden here's a bonus of a hundred thousand bucks. So 50 truckers, a hundred thousand bucks a piece. That's over $5 million in bonuses just for the truckers. Wow. I'd love to interview some of those truckers just to see what it's like to be on tour with her and what they say. No, it's pretty incredible to think about that. There's also, and this is a big story that we're going to see a whole bunch about over the next couple of days. Lizzo is in the news today. I do my hair tall, check my nails. Baby, how you doing? Evidently, some people who are on tour with Lizzo are not uh, super happy about how they were treated on the tour. So there's three different dancers who are coming out speaking against Lizzo. They were on the tour, the Watch Out for the Big Girls tour, and they're suing for major damages, basically saying that uh, they were unjustly fired and basically abused on tour. Oh, my goodness. They said that they were asked to uh, go to places they didn't feel comfortable going. They were asked to perform acts uh, in front of people that they weren't comfortable in performing. Uh, They say that some of the stuff they were forced to do was demanding, demeaning, and demoralizing. Uh, including one of the women who was uh, one of the dancers on the tour who said uh, she was afraid to ask for a bathroom break, so she just peed on herself. <gasps> yeah. So they say that during uh, the time off of the tour, a lot of times like the dancers and people like that go and get you know side things in between mm-hmm. tour dates. They were told they couldn't do that. Other employees who have worked for Lizzo are saying that they can back up all of these claims. Like there was even a weekend at the Red Light District where they were doing <laughs> – they were in some places, which uh, you've heard about that, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little more kind of like salacious. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, some of the people were kind of forced to do things in that area that they weren't comfortable with Lizzo. as well. And they're coming out like they're giving details. And I don't know if you've seen the details, have uh-uh. you? No. Kelly. Bad. Oh, yeah. Like when I was reading the details in, in the lawsuits that they filed, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So you're saying Lizzo's team is extremely busy right now? Uh, they're going to be freaking out for a minute. Of course, she hasn't made the comment as of yet mm-hmm. as to whether, um, you know, what she's going to say about this. But there's all these people who are saying that what these girls are saying is true. So we'll follow that story. If you want to find out more about what happened in the red light district, you might want to go and check out Google. Uh, just be warned. It's pretty raunchy. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. Some people can spend their time in prison working to change the trajectory of their lives, and others just don't seem to get it. A 21-year-old man in Mississippi escaped from a correctional facility last August, and he was doing a seven-year sentence for aggravated assault. Well, he was expected to be released last December. Well, after he escaped the prison, he broke into a nearby home and held three people at gunpoint for hours. Then he stole a car from one of the hostages and crashed it. The police later found him hiding in a trash can and re-arrested him. So he broke out a few months before he was going to get out for good anyway, and now he's been sentenced to 40 years in prison. Shut up. Yes. Oh, my God. 
Speaking of going to prison, a couple was hanging out with some new friends, and the boyfriend overhears his girlfriend say, It's really difficult. My partner is constantly in and out of prison. Well, as the new friends look at her very concerned, her boyfriend says, Babe, that's a terrible way to tell people I'm a corrections officer. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday to you. Ah, happy birthday. Here. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday to you. For it. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. Wednesday, August the 2nd of 2023. Local birthdays. Local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Melissa Herman of Lepanto, who celebrates a birthday today. Leslie Baltz of Jonesboro is celebrating. Anna Elrod from Wilson. Happy birthday. Priscilla Rounds of Jonesboro. We have uh, Tara Layton of Paragould celebrating a birthday today. Cindy Willis of Jonesboro celebrates, as does Carrie Andrews from Wynn. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday to Jabari Banks. He's 25. He plays Will Smith on Bel Air. Happy birthday to Charlie XCX. She's 31 today. Charlie XCX, 31 years old today. Happy birthday to Sam Worthington. He's 47. That's Jake Sully in the Avatar movies. As a matter of fact, I'm new friends with Zoe Saldana, who was the lead star of Avatar. If you saw my social media last week, you know this is true. Okay, I don't know if you're friends with her, but she did respond to you. She did, with love eyes. Okay. She did, lovey-dovey eyes. Okay. She did. Happy birthday today to Kevin Smith. He's 53. Of course, that's Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob. Happy birthday today to Butch Patrick. He's 70. That was Eddie Munster on The Munsters. That's my favorite Butch, Butch Patrick. You take that back. What? You take it back. He's the only Butch I've ever liked. Brandon Baxter. (laughs) Coach, I didn't say it. It was him. I love that little Butch. Mm -hmm. He was the kid. He was the little son. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And happy birthday today to to Apollonia. She's 64. That was Prince's girlfriend in Purple Rain. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Apollonia, (laughs) who turned 64 today. Happy birthday, Apollonia. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man that Cardi B threw her cell phone at in <laughs> Vegas. He's the one that makes you feel. He's the one that comes. He's going to be your Frankenstein. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! 
He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Shane Spites. He was on the front row throwing water at Cardi B in Vegas. That was not a good idea, Shane. She said she was thirsty. She said, guys, it's hot up here. I wish somebody could help me out. She did say that. She did did. say that. You know what? Ask and you shall receive. Anyway, let me tell you, one of my favorite things to do is throw you any random pop culture Mm -hmm. reference because and it kind of surprises me because of all the education you have and all the work that you do. You know, every pop culture reference every time I hit you with one. He's a triple threat. (laughs) I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I just (laughs) I do listen to the radio a little bit. So it's funny, man. I catch some Uh, of these things. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Students are about to be back on campus with you guys at the college, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, next week. So we actually have a whole new group of 120 new students that will be starting at the NYIT at Arkansas State Medical School campus here in Jonesboro. So there'll be some, a lot of them are moving into town now. So, um, so the listeners may see some new faces. Obviously, A-State's going to be gearing up a couple weeks after that. So getting ready for all the college and medical school learners to, um, to hit Jonesboro and, and repopulate the area. Hey, Kelly, it's kind of an awkward thing to bring up, but she wanted me to bring this up to you. She is volunteering to be a live model for anatomy if you guys need anything. You are such an idiot, Brandon. If you need anything. Would you just sit up at night and just dream up dumb stuff? (laughs) Kelly? Yes. I mean, all all kidding aside, we pay a lot of money for that. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I'll uh, come sign up today. I am looking for work. Yeah. Then we got a we got a group out of Virginia that comes in for that, and that's they get paid a lot of money. Wait a minute, hang on. I was joking like yeah. this isn't a real deal. This is a real deal. You can do that. Oh yeah, medical schools do that. Yeah, they so um and I mean this is like under the hood of a medical school. So there's a, I mean you know obviously we have have cadavers, we have gross anatomy, you know, and uh, we have different medical schools have different ways they procure those. We actually have a um, company that we get ours through. Um, it, it's actually, it's really neat. These are um, individuals who donate. And then the, um, at the end of the course, the remains go back to the families. And we have a, a donor ceremony and everything that uh-huh. students talk, they get up and talk about how this is their first patient, how much they learn from them. So it's really touching. Hmm. But on the other piece, we do, um, you know, because it, it got to be kind of, you want the students to be prepared before they go out into clinicals. And so some of these exams on live individuals, as you might think, breast exams, et cetera, um, it's better to have a model that comes in um, that you go over that with the students and they learn it that way as opposed to, you know, just out in the clinical setting for the first time. So that way they're they're better trained they're better prepared in terms of how to manage that so, dr yes, dr spites uh just a second no brandon you cannot sign up for medical school <laughs> <laughs> it, oh yeah absolutely you know it's 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 male and female so yeah right. that's true so hey i could sign both you guys up oh gosh uh yeah oh, can i tell you one of the things i'm most scared of well, there's two things i think you know one of them and that is the exam you tell me i need to have done right and that's that's that's, that's, not, that's yes. not a joking matter, I know, but I'm just going to say it's one of the things that, that I think a lot of guys who have never had that were scared of it. Yes. Right? The other no, that's no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You tell oh, me. That was on, on the colonoscopy. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things I'm scared of. Yeah, the other one we'll talk about that too. So, um, the colonoscopy is not bad at all. I mean, I, I, I did that. Like I said, I did that last week, and I'll be honest with you that the prep was probably the bigger thing. I mean, you got to clean everything out, but. Mm. 
you don't remember the colonoscopy. If you remember the colonoscopy, something went wrong. <laughs> See, but here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about not me remembering. Yeah. I'm worried about them remembering me. Can we get? Give- oh yeah, you'll. Oh yeah, no, you'll run your mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Could my I? My wife said. Yeah, my wife had to shut me up. Would it be okay if I wore a mask for my colonoscopy so nobody knew it was me? A ski mask. Yes. I guess you could. Now you you realize you still sign in for those things. Oh, they don't just, oh. it's not like patient B or patient oh. X. <laughs> Let me tell you the other thing I'm scared of, and, and I don't know. Like maybe your live models have to do this, and I'm going to tell you this would be one of the most brave people ever. <laughs> the whole idea of a catheter freaks me out. You don't get a catheter when you get a colonoscopy. No, I know that, but I'm saying in oh, general. Oh, that's your other thing. That's you're my other thing. Of? Yeah, like oh, the that's idea- your other thing. Well, I mean. Yeah, that's not, that's, it's not a common thing. I mean, you'd have to be pretty sick to get a catheter. I was about so to, to say, like, do you are you thinking about having a procedure? What, well, why no. why yeah, is that coming up? Well, I just, I've always been afraid of them. Because I've heard okay. about, like, when somebody goes to the hospital and they have to do that to help them relieve their bladder, like, well, the whole idea behind it. Ugh. I think by that point, they're probably that they don't care. Oh, maybe that's I've yeah. never been there. But. A lot of, I mean, if you can't, yeah, if you've got to put a catheter in because you can't pee, there's a lot of pain when that bladder expands and is full. I mean, that can be extremely painful. Um, so you're a lot of times you're asking for that catheter. Really? I've never thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, we don't just, you don't just put those in willy nilly because you don't, you know, you don't, you don't, <laughs> Hey, hey it's Wednesday. Down, yeah, down the hall on the left. I've had a catheter in a while. Let's put mm. one in that guy. That, that, <sighs> they don't do that. <laughs> Have you ever had kidney stones? No, but I hear they're absolutely. I've, I've treated patients with kidney stones. I've worked in the ER and had patients with kidney stones, and I've had both male and female patients with kidney stones, and it sounds horrific. Um, I've had women tell me it's worse than childbirth. Yeah. I've had men say, Is this anything like childbirth? God bless the women. <laughs> so I had a buddy who had one like 10, 15 years ago, something like that, and I went over to his house. I had to take him something. And, you know, he's a grown man, but he was in so much pain. He literally was balled up. Uh, in a ball, laying on the floor in his home, he was in so much pain. Yes, you know one of the biggest risk factors for kidney stone. What's that? Sodas. Oh gosh, Car- carbonated sodas. Yeah. So, like, if you, I, I hear people who say, well, like, you have a history of them. Like, once you've had one, you're more than likely going to have more. Uh, what does what changes in the body that allows that to happen? Because, like, for me, knock on wood, you know, at my age, I've never had one. Right. Well, so it just means when they say that you've had one and you're predisposed, it means for whatever reason you're a stone former. So you've got, and there's different types of kidney stones. So there's, uh, and so usually once you pass one, they'll send it off and they'll kind of say, oh, this one's made up of this, you know, or made up of that. And there's, there's things that can indicate maybe things are going on in your diet or um, things that you're doing that may predispose you to getting kidney stones. Um, there's a little bit of genetics, there's a little bit of genetics and everything. But a lot of it um, can be controlled by um, can diet. There's some medications that can predispose you to kidney stones. Um, so there's it's kind of a list of things. Um, but the reason why um, that we would say somebody is more more likely to get another one is because whatever set them up to get the first one, mm-hmm. um, they're probably not going to change, unfortunately, and they're more likely to get another one. I mean, dehydration. Uh, so, so, you know, now we got, you know, it's so hot outside, people aren't drinking enough water. That can do it. Um, there are things in your diet that can increase your risk of kidney stones, um, you know, certain um, types of foods um, 
things like that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting to me. Hey, my blood pressure, we, we kind of touched on this a little bit last week, but my blood pressure when I'm going in uh, and getting my, my stuff done every week uh, has been a little bit elevated. And then when I get home after I've kind of rested a little bit, typically it's a lot lower. Is How that, high is it? Uh, it was, uh, what was the last time? Uh, 138 over 67, yeah. 66, something like that. No, yeah. 76. The bottom number was fine. The upper number was little, was a little bit higher. Yeah, but by the, number. But yeah. by the time I got home, you know, later on, everything seemed to level out. Is it partly right. white coat syndrome or is it, is that even a deal with blood pressure? So let's talk about that. Cause that was a big deal for a long time. White coat syndrome, meaning that, Hey, my blood pressure goes up when I go in to see the doctor and it only goes up when I go in to see the doctor. And I'll be honest with you on the side of the doctors, we went back and forth. Mm-hmm. We were like, ah, eh, if you just get your blood pressure, just going up because you're coming in to see me and you're fine the rest of the time, then we don't worry about it. Right. And then we flipped around and said, look, if you're getting this anxious just to come in to see the doctor, there are other times during the day you're anxious, whether you're in traffic or you're in a long line to check out at Walmart or whatever it is, or, you know, the kids are screaming at you. There's other times when your blood pressure is probably going up. Blood pressure, hypertension, or high blood pressure is one of those things we call the silent killer because typically you don't feel bad. You're kind of hanging out, and I've had patients in my own clinic, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, your blood pressure's you know, pretty high, and they're like, but I feel fine, doc. I was like, I get that. I get that you feel fine, but let me tell you what's going on inside your body. When your blood pressure goes up, it's just like in a water hose. You know, you turn the pressure up, and so the pressure starts getting higher inside that tube. Well, inside your arteries, it can cause to start. It can start causing damage. So, you know, you know when you put like your thumb over the end of a water hose, and it kind of changes. You know, all of a sudden you can spray it farther, or you can spray in different directions. Yeah. As the as the pressure increases in your arteries, the blood kind of does the same thing. It kind of gets chaotic and starts kind of bouncing up around or bouncing back and forth on the walls of the artery. That can cause damage. Well, your body does a great job of, of repairing itself, so it repairs that damage. And it can start building up plaques, so building up hard parts of the artery. Well, as those plaques build up, now all of a sudden you've got something that can flick off, and that plaque can kind of become a, a thrombus or it can go down and actually clog off something further down the line, so to speak, in the artery. And most likely those areas occur in the kidneys, the brain, and the heart, which is why high blood pressure puts you at risk for heart attack, stroke, and kidney disease, because those are some of the smallest vessels in your body where it's most tenuous that if you lose blood supply or you lose oxygen to those areas. And so people can feel fine. That's why I say, look, you got to take care of your blood pressure now, because 10, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. you're gonna, it's going to be a much uh, worse uphill battle, and you may not be able to reverse it. Now's the time to keep your blood pressure low, whether it be diet, exercise, activity, you know, all those things. Because your blood pressure is going to get higher as you get older. Like, that's a fact. We know that your arteries get a little harder, get a little stiffer as you get older. So it's absolutely your blood pressure will go up as you get older. So if you're already 150 over 90 right now and you're like 40, mm-hmm. it's just going to be higher as you get older if you don't do something to change that. So and that's fa- why, too, sometimes we're quick to put it, start medication. So go ahead. No, so I found exactly what it was because I sent it to my wife last week. Uh, I think it was Thursday, 140 over 76. Normally, it's, you know, like I, I have days where it's 120 over 80. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if I'm, if I'm going right after the show, it's like a 130 over 80 or something like that. But it was 140 over 76 last week. Yeah. So you need to, so tell me what you're doing in terms, like for you specifically, I would want to know about your, your um, aerobic activity. Yeah. Doing more weights, uh, a little less. No, no, aerobic activity. No, a little less cardio. Biking. 
Yeah, no, I'd, I'd try to walk for an hour at least three times a week, maybe four times a week. Uh, you know, the weight exercise is three or four times a week. So I'm pretty good at the activity as far as the weight part. But I started to think maybe I should, you know, use my heart a little more with running. So I started couch to 5K the other day. Oh, good. That's a great program, by the way. Yeah. I've heard really good things about that. So when we talk about high blood pressure, the first thing we would talk to a patient about is we talk about your family history. We'd want to know about any past medical history, surgical history, any medications you take, which include herbals, supplements, vitamins, things of that nature, Mm -hmm. because unknowingly those things absolutely can increase blood pressure because there's things that may be involved in those supplements um, that that aren't, um, aren't necessarily monitored. You say, oh, well, it's FDA approved. Well, there's different levels of FDA approval, and FDA approval for a supplement is really, really low. Mm-hmm. So we've found there's all kinds of stuff that they stick in some of those supplements that are not good for you and can actually harm you. Um, and then we talk about activity, diet, and your sleep cycle. So those are the kind of things, like if you walked in into my office and we start talking about how blood pressure, that's how we would approach it and kind of start dissecting it from there. So sleep is awful. I probably had, you know, three and a half or four hours of sleep the night before and then quite a bit of coffee. And uh, also because I wake up and I drink some Gatorade, which I know (laughs) as sugar. Why are you drinking Gatorade? Just some extra hydration. You know, I'm I'm worried about being hydrated. You don't have any kidney disease, do you? No, I don't. You don't need Gatorade. You got a bunch bunch of sugar and a bunch of salt. You know, if your kidneys function normally, Mm -hmm. just drink water. Water is what you need. Water is what your body wants. Why can't water taste good? Yes. Well, now, and that's a really good, that's a good one, Kelly. I'm okay with some of the flavored water. Like some of the things you can add a little bit of flavor to the water, that's fine. Do that. But the Gatorade, the Powerade, man, that's a whole lot of sugar. That's a whole lot of stuff that you really probably don't need. Yeah, Brandon. Okay, so walk me through this. I want to back, and before we go, I want to walk you through my day, and you tell me if I need to come in to be seen or if I need to adjust my activity and, and stuff first. Uh, okay. You know, weights more you often. Need to come in to be seen. Do you really uh, think so? Yep. <laughs> but like, let's say okay, three or four hours of sleep, three or four cups of coffee before uh, I go in and get my blood pressure, uh, Gatorade or sodium, all of this uh, stuff on top <clears throat> of other habits that might not be always the and best And also habits. being a little bit of an anxious, yeah. uh, high-strung person <laughs> that I'm surprised. It's just I, all surprising. I knew my blood pressure was going to be high because I walked in thinking it was a little elevated last time. And, of course, it's going to be elevated past that. So I think maybe if I change some of my habits – Maybe I won't need the medicine quite as soon. Is that is that a deal? Absolutely, absolutely. No, no. And I and I tell patients this too. Like I've got patients that say, "Look, we're going to have to start you on medicine now because because I feel like that there's probably damage occurring to your arteries." Mm-hmm. However, this is the plan for us to get you off the medicine, and that's really the conversation everybody to have with their doctor. Okay, look, I get it. I've got to take the medicine. Give me a plan on how I can get off this medicine. Okay. And I've had patients do it really. I've had patients do it with cholesterol. I've had patients do it with high blood pressure medicines. I've had even some patients do it with diabetes. And so it's just a. But you've got to, you got to want to change. You got to be willing to make that change. And you got to know it's going to be a lifestyle change. It's not going to be something that you do for six weeks or eight weeks and then revert back to your to your old habits. It's got to be something that you you get on board with. Um, Again, it's a lifestyle change. We talk a lot, though, and you endorse, and I love it when you say this, that we endorse, hey, if you if you don't want to run or cycle, at least get out and walk. And again, I was doing that three or four times a week for an hour yeah. and trying to get 10,000 steps a day, all the different things that I was doing. But am I not using my heart enough? So like, is the running important because it pushes my heart harder? Is that kind of the vision behind it? I'm working it better because it's a muscle or, or is that wrong? I'm actually, I'm actually so glad you brought that up. 
there was an article that came out just uh, what, the 28th of July, just 20th of July that I was looking at that came out in, a, um, in one of our uh, uh, Journal of the American Medical Association. And they showed, they had data that showed that four to five minutes of vigorous physical activity a day can reduce like your cancer risk up to 32% and increase cardiovascular health. Right. So short bursts of energy. So like even like a sprint down the road or something like that. But they even gave like everyday things like carrying heavy shopping bags around a grocery store, Mm -hmm. like, you know, playing high energy games with your kids in the backyard or something like that. But they were they were saying that even that short amount and they specifically were looking at middle aged individuals because in general, middle aged people don't exercise regularly on average. And they don't do that. So to your point. You can do those short bursts of energy and get that same cardiac health and actually reduce uh, cancer risk as well. So, yes, you're absolutely on to something there. Which one would you recommend? Either 30 minutes, steady state, couch to 5K, or the HIT you know, type of training, which is the interval training? Which one would you, you recommend? Know, I, so, I, I'm also, what I'm going to say, I'm going to back away from it because if I recommend one, then somebody may like the other one. It's an individual decision, and I would say try both and see which one you like and which one you're going to be good to stay with and which, which one feels like that, okay, this is something I can stick with moving forward in my life okay. because it's, you know, it's different for everybody. Like, you know, I'll, I don't, I'll go jog. I go jog. I go twice a week. I'll jog a couple of miles twice a week. That's what I do. Yep. Um, you know, I, don't, I, I, I thought about doing the hit, um, and, I thought, you know, and I, I've got interest in that. I've never really pulled the trigger and done it. Yeah. Um, I've done a little bit here and there, but it's just, you know, this is something I do. It's already part of my schedule, part of my routine. You know, it's built in. It's what I do. Um, I just think everybody has to kind of find, look, what's your thing? You know, what what works for you? Um, and it's, it's just different. As long as it's activity mm-hmm. and you're hitting some of that um, that vigorous cycle where you're, like you said, you're working your heart and, you know, uh, starting to sweat and things like that. Absolutely. that, that That's the key. Isn't it? It's just activity in general. What concerns me about a lot of people is, you know, again, I go in and I get my blood pressure and all the stuff done and, and my blood work checked every six weeks, but my blood pressure every single week so I can keep an eye on it. There's probably a lot of people who are listening this morning who have no idea what their blood pressure reading is. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's, you can get those cups pretty cheap now, like yeah. the Walgreens or Walmart, you can order them on Amazon. A lot of places you can go into and get your blood pressure checked. Like, uh, you know, some, a lot of the pharmacies here in town, you can go in there and kind of get it just checked, just do a spot check. Great idea. As a matter of fact, the data says that that's going to be the more accurate reading is one that you just get kind of during the day, an ambulatory uh, blood pressure reading kind of in the middle of the day or kind of just as you're doing your thing, stop get your blood pressure check, see what it is. It's a big deal. It really is. Like these are, there, are, there aren't um, a ton of things that we say you ought to be doing and checking. Blood pressure is one of them. Obviously, different screen exams depending on your age, colonoscopy, mammogram, things like that, um, sometimes bone density. But um, blood pressure is something because, again, that's why we go back, and I said this earlier, that's why we call it the silent killer mm-hmm. is because sometimes, you know, it's going on, you don't even know it. You don't feel bad. You feel fine. Um, and so it can really be causing damage, and, and you want to be able to uh, identify it as soon as you can. All right. I'm going <clears> to <throat> have you hold me accountable. I'm going to work on the things that I'm doing that are really not right, sleep, all the sodium and all the caffeine. I'm going to work on that, and we'll check back in and, and let me know if I need to come in for uh, – Maybe to check on the blood pressure medicines, okay? Give me a month. Sounds good. All right. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites. Have a great week, man.
Guys, you too. Take care. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined in studio this morning by our buddy Michael Weewers from the Foundation of Arts. Welcome back, Weewers. Good morning. How are you this morning? I am wonderful. You know, it's uh, I love coming in studio to see y'all smiling faces in this warm, perfect environment that you uh, you have here, and it's, it really feels like a nice, safe place you know, <laughs> where, where I can say some things. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 where I couldn't say things and be recorded. <laughs> hey, one of the things that Michael said a few minutes ago, we were talking about how Shane Spites. We talked about uh, live anatomy models with the with the college and stuff like that, and Michael says, you know, he was interested in that because his <laughs> His buddy Rodney Poff applied for that and they denied him. Yeah, denied him. I think three times. Yeah. They denied him three times. He was determined to be a part of that program. Yeah. But yeah. He even offered them money to get in the program. <laughs> They said no. Oh. Yeah. They said no. Your money's no good here. Uh, poor Rodney. Let's see what happens when you can't come on a, on these days, Rodney. He was the only person denied ever as an okay. anatomy model. So That's not right. So we were. What's happening with the Foundation of Arts? Well, you know, it's it's always something. Uh, we we just released our, our new season, and um, and during this uh, period of time, this is when we have our open house too. So we have open house coming up on August twelfth. From 10 to 12. Uh, this is a great time to come out to our, uh, our art center and be able to meet our teachers and be able to meet some of the, the, the faculty um, and just see the location. You get to tour the place. You get to ask all the questions you want to ask about. Uh, we have over 50 classes that we, uh, we offer a week that wow. you can sign up for. That's from ages 3 to adult. Um, you know, it's just a good time to, to see uh, how the FOA would be a good fit for you. Well, I think when people get down there, they realize that, and we talk about this often with you, the family atmosphere of FOA, like the people who plug in, let's say you go down there because you want your kid to have an extracurricular activity, right? And your kid plugs in and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, the next kid's going to get involved and then the mom gets involved and then the dad gets involved. It seems like you guys, because of the atmosphere, have a way to really bring in the whole family. Uh, that, that's so true. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you, if you got a little one that's taking um, our beginning uh, ballet and then if you're in the building and you're looking at all the other classes and they've got adult painting we have adult painting there with you so well you know what i could do that mm-hmm. or if uh they're starting to um you know take one of our acting classes theater classes and then they be they get on stage and you start watching them perform on stage next thing you know you've got a little itch and the kid may be even saying hey won't you won't you do one with me pa or you know mom won't you come and uh be, be in the show with this one's coming up and it, it builds that excitement it builds uh it's a family it's a family within the side of family too so and we're really proud about uh, what we do and the, the mission that we accomplish, and that's probably the best part of my job is to is to see that growth in the relationship of young adults to even older adults to have a place to express themselves. What I love about them too, the FOA, is you don't have to be in front of everybody. You don't yeah. have to be in front of the camera. You don't have to be in front of the audience. There's other things that you guys are teaching those students uh, about videography mm-hmm. and all right. of that stuff um that some kids will be great at oh that's so true we just we just had a, a camp a tech camp uh, and i believe it's uh the first time that we've done it and it was the behind the scenes uh the the, the students to, who attended the camp got to make their own lighting they got to sit up in the oh, light yeah. booth and they was given uh you know they got to pick a, a scene from a a play that they they wanted to try to showcase and then they got to mess with the lights and tell 
create that feel on yeah, stage. Cool. So, yeah, so it was behind the scenes. We, we're always looking for, and you can do that as even as a volunteer if you want to start uh, maybe running a spotlight for some shows and just get that feel. I mean, we always, we have a place almost for everybody. Even if you don't want to be out there on the main stage, uh, behind the scenes, we're building the, building the set to uh, running the show. There's always a place for somebody. Let's talk about <clears throat> the live aspect, though, because some people, like when I was a kid, I was afraid to speak in class. I didn't want to get up and do book reports. I didn't want to have to read and all that stuff. And then once you decide you can get over the stage fright, I've never felt more alive than in performing. Be it, you know, like we're doing Arkansas State and we're in front of the fans out there. If I'm doing wrestling or even on the radio, when you're performing like the, the no net performance, I've never felt the adrenaline and more alive than in those moments. Right. You know, and that's, that's something I'm very jealous of. I wish I would I would have been more active as a, uh, you know, at, in my younger years, because I see uh, some of these young performers get on stage and they don't blink an eye. Yeah. They can look right at a, a theater full and they just spot on performance. And then, you know, I, I still get a little nervous. I do the opening announcements. I have to come out there and just say, welcome everybody. And every time I'm back there, yep. you know, just, just trying to make sure. And I'll have these Oscar just for fun here. I can tell you that I'll have these Oscar, winning uh open announcements that just almost make you cry and feel and then i get out there on stage and i'll be like derp 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 and then i drop the mic and i run off the stage Uh you know uh but to see them uh go out there and their confidence they have i'm it just it warms me up because i know that they're going to be that much more successful in life because they can present them present themselves well uh they can look you straight in the eye and they can they can uh you tell you what they mean and what they, you know, they can express themselves in, in a higher level. And if you take that just through life in general, whether you're sitting in front of somebody uh, being interviewed for, you know, for a job and be able to do that, that confidence level, that's going to go far. So again, it's FOA Jonesboro and FOA Jonesboro.org to find out more about the foundation of arts. Yeah. I did see that you guys are a big part of local fest and we have Lucas yeah. Tyler coming on later on this morning to kind of preface for that but how did foa get involved and why was this something you guys wanted to partner with yeah well you know it's local it's right outside our 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 front door too we're located on main and monroe right there in the forum and also our art center um you know so it's out there we've been seeing the work that lucas has been doing um he puts a lot of work into it um he used an outside source to do some of the um to, to do some of the arrangement and so and also for some of the marketing uh, we're right here, and that's what we do too. So we we just kind of I've known known them for a while, and I said, why don't we just get together and uh, you know maybe we can help each other with the sure. same mission. And it's a little bit more personal. He can call me, you know, he can text me, and I'm right there. So well, it seems like you guys with FOA are out and doing more uh, than ever before. Your right. outreach programming seems bigger and, and better than ever before. So right. again, you can find out more if you go to foajonesboro.org. This is Michael Weaver. It's always yes. great to see you, man. Thank you. It's K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by Kyla Montgomery from St. Bernard's. Welcome back in, Kyla. Thank you. So happy to be here. It's always funny when we know we're going to interview Kyla because we feel like we have to up our energy and mm-hmm. happiness uh- level. 
Because in all the years that we've known you, we've never seen you one time upset or in a bad mood. Well, because you two are infectious. Like well. just your energy level too. We feed off each other. But we see you like in stressful situations where like <laughs> yeah. things have fallen apart and you're out there. And somehow like for me, you would know if I'm stressed. Yeah. But for Kyla, it's like, hey, here we go. Let's just have fun. <laughs> I'm sure my family and, would disagree. <laughs> and she's calming. She's yeah. calming uh, and always kind of knows the answer or what to say. So Okay, yeah. well, I'll see you guys tomorrow because yeah, no, this is amazing. I need this every day. <laughs> so we have Landon on the phone who has the real story. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, so uh, St. Bernard's has a bunch of stuff that's uh, coming up. And one of the things that we want to talk to you about is uh, the butterfly release. We call it one of the prettiest events that happens in Northeast Arkansas. And you guys are kind of pushing word out that it's coming back. Yes, it is. So we're we're hosting it on Sunday, September 10th. It's uh, it's an event every year. It's super, super meaningful. And it's people buy, you can buy butterflies, $15 each, and uh, in memory or honor of a loved one, all of the proceeds benefit the St. Bernard's Flo and Phil Jones Hospice House. And we release them all together that afternoon. And to see the butterflies float up and, and have this, it, there's a quick ceremony, we bring in a choir. It's just amazing. It's one of our most meaningful events of the year. So people can go ahead and, and like pre-order their butterflies. Yes, now, right? we encourage you to because we print a program. We print signage with uh, the butterfly listings. And, and so, yes, we encourage you to pre-order. We're doing something new this year, too, where Andrea Alpi, local artist, is creating a custom piece of artwork. And so you can sign up to be a friend of hospice, which is a $500 donation. Because mm. um, some people really don't. They can't attend the event. They don't sure. really want to release the butterflies. And so this way you would get a custom piece of artwork. Um, and it's a $500 donation. And and it's made by Andrea Alpi, and all that's a straight donation to the hospice house. I've had the chance to go through the Flo and Phil Jones hospice house before, <clears throat> and there's there's something about it. Like I had this vision that it was going to be, you know, extremely depressing and sad, but there was something about it that was was kind of happy, and they were taking such great care of the people who were in there, and the family seemed upbeat because you knew that the care level was so special. It's right amazing. There. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. The 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 work I've I've worked in hospitals and healthcare my entire career across yeah. the um, across the state, and I have never heard one bad thing about the Flo and Phil Jones Hospice yeah. House. Um, and it's people have. For, for it to be a sad time, mm-hmm. it's people have very positive experiences, and sure. I'm always so impressed with it. Well, because the quality of life as somebody is, is getting toward the end of theirs, they keep it as high as possible. And, you know, sometimes there's people who are thinking, oh, I'd love to keep somebody at home. But, man, they do such a great job there. And at it making people the caregiver, yes. too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big part of it is, you know, it can be a very stressful time for the one assisting and, and providing the care. So it, it alleviates that. So with the butterfly release, if people want to go ahead and pre-order their butterflies, how can they do that? StBernards.info, search butterfly release. You can also check out St. Bernard's Foundation on a Facebook direct link. Um, you can see the some of the artwork. You can read all about it. And uh, like I said, butterflies are $15 each or 10 for 135 one of the things that you love uh, to talk about every year, because it seems like this is kind of our regular time period yeah. of Kyla in studio, uh, the Pink Warrior Walk. Oh, yes. You love this. I do. I love it. It's one of my favorite events of the year. You know, breast cancer affects one in six women, and that's we all know someone who's been affected yeah. by it. And so, yes, the Pink Warrior Walk, we've scheduled it Saturday, October 14th. It's a $30 registration. We're, we're doing something kind of cool this year. We're doing a, a pet costume contest in addition Ooh. to the, the fun <laughs> run. And so it kicks off at St. Bernard's Health and Wellness. Registration is open now. GoPinkWarrior.com. Super cute T-shirt this year. Um, 
I don't know about the trademark, but you know, friends. It's yeah. like a friends thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't sue me, NBC. <laughs> it's <laughs> for a good cause. It's for a great yeah. cause. Yeah. But yeah, it's a friends theme. I'll be there for you. It's super, oh, super cute. Oh. And uh, yeah, so it's $30 registration open now. We had the chance uh, to be there last year. I, I guess we're there every single year yeah. at the launch of it as people get ready to take off and either walk or run. And then when people come back in, you know, and, and they're getting, you know, medals and all the different yeah. stuff that happens. It's a really rewarding thing. And for us to have to go and work on a Saturday morning, typically we're going, we got to go to work on a Saturday <laughs> morning. But this one, there's something so yeah. uplifting about this event. Yeah. People really come together. They dress in their pink. I mean, like I said earlier, everyone knows someone who's been yeah. affected by breast cancer. They see it. They see, you know, what it can do. And so. So um, I think that's why it's a meaningful event, and we love seeing the community come together for it. So when is the Pink Warrior Walk? Saturday, October 14th. Okay. So registration's $30, and website, gopinkwarrior.com. And that's going to be starting at Health and Wellness. It right? starts at St. Bernard's Health and Wellness, and um, it starts at 8.30. There's a survivor parade. There's a tent for survivors. They're, we're going to have all kinds of tents set up in the, the parking lot there. And the 5K course will go on to the Arkansas State Campus and then come back and end at Health and Wellness like last year. It's always fun. <clears throat> Again, you can find out more about the Pink Warrior Walk and Run. You can also find out more about uh, the butterfly release at stbernards.info. Correct. And Kyla, it's always great to see you. Thank you guys so much. I, I love you both. Right, we love you too. We're going to take a picture too. with you. Are you yes. ready for a picture? Heck yeah. All right. Kyla Montgomery joins us in studio this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Lucas Tyler, the musician who is really, I mean, such a guy who stirs so much of the drink with Local Fest this year, which is kind of going to be presented and produced by the Foundation of Arts. Lucas, welcome back to the show. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Hello, Kelly. Good morning. Hey, we were talking to Michael Weewers about you earlier. Do you think he said good things or bad things? <laughs> Knowing Michael, I, I would I would imagine he said a little bit of both. <laughs> so you true. do you do know Michael? No, he was he's, talking. He's an honest guy, you know, yeah, and, oh, yeah. and and I'm not the perfect man. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he likes us because he knows in here we can all be imperfect yeah, and it's just okay. Exactly. <sighs> Well, that's the way it should be, if you ask me. He was bragging on you pretty strong. And we've talked to Lucas over the last number of years about Local Fest, this idea of, hey, let's get downtown, let's bring music out, let's bring the community together to support music. And and Lucas, we've watched this thing grow and grow. And, and Kelly showed me the lineup uh, just a couple days ago. And this looks like it could be the biggest Local Fest you guys have ever done. It is, actually. Uh, last year, every year we've tried to outdo ourselves. And this year we've, we've done it. <laughs> we've managed to pull in... Uh, bigger talent and more acts from the area, and we've got stand-up comedy, we've got poetry slams, we've got professional wrestling, we've got a little bit of everything this year. So, so walk us through when you had this idea for Local Fest, when you and the people that you you trust were talking about this. Uh, why was this something important for you? Because from what Weavers was talking about, you've worked tirelessly to put these events together the last number of years. Yeah, that's correct. I would say uh, about. 2018 or so, I drive back and forth to Paragould quite a bit, and I used to drive past Shop Local Park when it was first being erected, and I thought, man, what a cool little area that would be to put together a little weekend music festival. And I just kind of fantasized about it for a little while, and then finally I got the courage to call up there and say, hey, you know, what would it take? And they said, well, we just got a new marketing uh, specialist up here, and, and, and she's trying to put some coordinate some events and stuff, so let me put you in touch with her. And I got in touch with her, and we started rolling with it. 
And then uh, 2019, out at Shop Local Park was a huge success. And then 2020, of course, COVID happened, and that shut us down. And then 2021, I didn't really know that there was the momentum there yet. You know, I didn't know if people were, you know, coming out of their quarantines and coming out of their homes. I didn't really know if there was the momentum there to do it. But I had some friends that encouraged me. They were like, hey, man, this might be just a thing that we need to kind of get back on track. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I started organizing it in 2021. It was a huge success. 2022, even bigger success. And now here we are in 2023. So it's going to be FOA Local Fest, which happens on Friday, September the 8th, and Saturday, September the 9th. Uh, you talked about the music, and we were looking through at all the different acts and, and stages. Like, this isn't like, here's one stage, here's two stages, and, and some bands playing. Like, this literally is a weekend full. That's correct. Yeah, we've got 13 downtown venues and stages. So there will be one stage in the Main Street parking lot that's going to be our big stage. And then there will be 12 other venues throughout downtown. Uh, if you want me to list them, I'm more than happy to. Yeah, so I mean, basically give us an overview of where it's going to be, like all the different stages. You betcha. So we'll have a stage at the Forum. We'll have two stages at the Brick House, the main stage downstairs, and we're going to use the upstairs uh, rooftop. Yep. We've got the Recovery Room, the Glass Factory, Huntington Square, Barton Stage, Cregan's, the Parsonage, Skinny Jays. Union Park, which is a new area over by United Way, it's, uh, uh, Parks and Recreation has worked really hard to uh, put that new playground and uh, pavilion in over there, and that will be ready for us to use. And then we've got uh, beignets and sugar grit, you know, formerly known as Yes Dog. It's kind of neat as we look through this and we see, you know, you're teaming up with FOA, which we know the power of FOA. I was talking to Danny Capalis with Parks and Rec, and he was bragging on this event as well. Like, it just goes to show how much you've tied this event into the local community where you have so many ambassadors helping to promote local fest. You know, I, I really have tried to do that, and I couldn't have done it without Parks and Rec's help, without DJA's help, without the FOA. I've had so many big time players step up and help me that it's just, it would have been impossible without them. Hey, tell me about some of the, the headline acts you're going to have down that are going to be playing over the course of uh, local fest to the two days, September the 8th and September the 9th. Who should we look forward to coming and see? Oh my goodness. There are so many, but um, if we're calling them headliners, Arkansas is a band out of little rock. They're like a bluegrass uh, folk jam band and they're fantastic. They will be headlining on Saturday night. And on Friday night, um, a couple local favorites, the Flatland Funk Donors and Star Roy will be headlining. And then we've also got Billy Don Burns, who's a songwriting living legend. He's written songs for uh, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, and, and just tons, Merle Haggard, just tons of people that we all know and love and revere. This guy's kind of the guy behind the pin. Yeah. And so he's going to be here in Jonesboro. He's got a slot on the main stage. And then he'll go over to the forum and he's going to do a singer songwriter event with uh, another songwriting legend, Mike Davis, who has also written for several artists, including like Reba McIntyre and people like that. So he, it's just a tremendous lineup of unbelievable talent, not, not just locally, but nationally as well. So Lucas Kelly saw the idea of stand up comedy and she was wondering if you're doing auditions for that. <laughs> hey, believe it or not, there's an open mic. So well, we'll, that's good. Be, it's Friday and Saturday. There's two shows. Um, they're both from seven to nine, I believe. From seven to eight, they will have um, hired comedians, yeah. and then from eight to nine, it's open mic. Oh. Well, here's the deal. I'm just going to get up there and tell my life story oh. until this point, and it's pretty entertaining and, and, and funny. We, so, I just think I'm going to go with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Hey, let's go ahead and talk about uh, one more thing with Local Fest. I think the neatest part about this is you guys, and again, you've done a ton of work for it and you promote it and you book all these bands and acts and events and vendors and all the stuff that comes together, which I, can, I know how much that is. I know how hard that is to do that. Uh, but the best part is, is is based on partnerships and A&P and all the different stuff. This event, you guys get to produce this, this entire event at no charge to the public. That is correct. We raise sponsorships and donations uh, to get this event going, and we've had several sponsors step up this year. Um, even as 2023, as we all know, has been very, very tough financially mm-hmm. um, for a lot of us, we've still had some major sponsors step up, including, if you don't mind if I can name a few. Sure, man. Awesome. So we've had um, Skin Fix Med Spa step up, and they were a huge player in this year's festival. We've yep. got, uh, obviously, Jones World Parks and Rec, the DJA. We've got SS Custom Carts coming out, and they're going to be having uh, golf cart chauffeurs running around all downtown. So when you're looking to get from one venue to another to catch an artist that maybe they play back-to-back and you've got to get there pretty quick, but the venues are you know, a couple blocks away because we're shutting all of downtown down now. <laughs> Come on now. You, you can, that's right. You can get on one of them uh, awesome rimmed, uh, decked out golf carts and, and go from venue to venue. So SS Custom Carts is providing that. Uh, Max Velocity Baseball, ERA Doty, Kristen Grimes, uh, Emerald's Print Shop is responsible for our T-shirts this year, yeah. and they're awesome. Um, of course, uh, you guys, uh, Polish is actually made our logo this year, so they're we re- really appreciate them and Bethune Painting and uh, of course A and P couldn't have done it without A and P's participation this year. So there's we've got a lot, man. Oh, we've yeah. got a, a ton of sponsors and, and a ton of people involved in this, and it's just it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Again, it's Friday, September the eighth, and Saturday, September the ninth. It's FOA Local Fest. And Lucas, if people want to find out more about Local Fest, or if they want to follow what you guys are doing on on really a daily basis, you guys are updating with new information. Uh, where can they find you? Absolutely. We've got a website now this year. We've got foamusic.org slash local fest. If you'll go to that, it's got all the flyers and updated information there. And we can also, uh, we've got Facebook and Instagram where you can follow us. All right, man. Hey, great chatting with you. And we'll talk to you again as we get closer to local fest. Awesome. Brandon, thanks for hollering at me, man. All right. Have a great day, man. You guys too. See you, Kelly. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Vet-care.com. Dr. Reed's back with Wet Nose Wednesday. What's happening, man? How are you this morning? Oh, man, we're, we're off to a good Wednesday. I'm looking forward to the afternoon off, and uh, I'm just going to get through the morning. So what does a veterinarian do on his time off? Like, when you have time off, what do you do? You know, today, I, 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 I got my chainsaw out um, Saturday morning, and I thought I'd, I'd beat the heat. Well, by 8.30, it was already <laughs> swelling. I cut down some trees that had died over the winter and I, I just couldn't, I was out there probably 45 minutes to an hour and it was just, I mean, miserable. So if you drive by my house, I've got a pile of brush out in the, in the right away in the ditch there, but uh, there's some limbs that I just didn't have the energy to pull out there. So I've got a, maybe, I don't know if I'll do it today, but as soon as we get a little break in the heat, I'll try to finish it up. 
Yeah, but see, I don't want you to get out there and do anything like harm yourself. I'd send Patty out there to do that if Brandon, I were you. Brandon, you're <laughs> such. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to just hang out by the pool this afternoon. Then. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite show? I don't. Out of all the years we've talked to you, I don't think I've ever asked you what's your favorite show to watch on TV. Dog Whisperer. What? Uh, on TV, like a, a movie or a TV show? No, like a TV show, your regular TV show. Oh, my regular TV show? You know, I hate to say it, I don't watch a lot of regular TV shows. Probably in the past, my all-time favorite was uh, as an, um, it was on one of the networks, uh, St. Elsewhere. I love St. Elsewhere. In fact, I was in veterinary school when that was played. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of stars got their start in there. Howie Mandel, um uh, um, Mark Harmon, uh, you know, there were, they, they, and they, it was about a, a hospital, you know, it was kind of a, a medical drama series. So, so, you, so that was, are you more of a movie person? Like, cause Kelly really enjoys watching movies and documentaries and stuff like that. Do you like that? Yeah, I like movies. Yeah. We watch, we, we try to watch a movie every night and, oh, wow. uh, um, we watched the other night. Patty had never seen it, a uh, message in a bottle. Which was, you know, an awesome movie. Is that Kevin, Kevin Costner? Costner? Yep. And Nicholas Sparks uh, film. I forgot that he actually wrote the book about that. Huh. Very quickly, what is your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time. Um, First Love with William Cat and Susan Day. I'll have to go watch that. I've never heard of it. Then again, I've heard I've got a bootleg copy of a DVD if you need to borrow it. But, I don't think uh, you announce stuff like that. I don't think you announce that. <laughs> you know, Brandon, this, I, I kind of felt like you this morning when I got to work. I, I'm, I usually wear kind of a gray or a black T-shirt, and yeah. I put this T-shirt off. It's a size large, but I think it's really more of a medium. And I always remember going when we were you know, in the studio there, uh, I think, don't you usually wear a medium or okay. a small? Okay. So, he See, likes to look boisterous in his shirts, Dr. Reed. Where are you going? This sounds like it's insulting. Hmm, wonder where he gets that. Uh, it's, fitting. it's a large. It's an old Navy T-shirt, yeah. but it's, okay. it's just kind of a heather gray, but it just is really clingy. And, you know, <laughs> it's, really, it's really accentuating what little bicep muscle I have. But, Ooh. Uh, and and now, now this may be a rumor. Uh, oh, I don't know for go. sure, but I've heard. Brandon has a mirror over his bed. Okay. And in the lower right-hand corner, there's some stencil lettering that says, Caution, objects in the mirror may appear larger than that. Oh! He is the dumbest person I think we know. (laughs) Who does that? Who comes on another man's show and does that? No. Makes a joke about that. You? No, I would never do. That's Kevin, I wouldn't walk into the front of your office and make jokes that about That is a lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you have for us today for Wet Nose Wednesday? It's going to be fun. You know, I was thinking last night, I do kind of, I, like you, I'll do your show. I kind of plan ahead, and I always think the night before, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? Yeah. And I thought, you know, medical, uh, veterinary medical stuff, hey, this is going to be fun. And I came up, I just started Googling this, and it was like dogs' names on, you know, speaking of TV shows and movies. Okay. So these are, this is kind of interesting because I'd forgotten about a lot of these. So I'm going to name a TV show or a movie, and Kelly, you name the dog in the movie. Okay, okay. I will do my best. Okay. Number one, Lassie. Lassie. <laughs> Border Collie. Okay. No, what? a Collie. Okay. Okay. I can't hear you. What'd you say? Beethoven. 
Uh, St. Bernard's, Beethoven. Yeah, what? Yeah, the name of the dog. Uh, Cujo. Uh, Cujo Rottweiler. Okay, those are easy. Um, this is uh, the Jetsons. The name of the dog and the Jetsons. Astro. Oh wow, she's pretty good at this. Uh, two dogs' names on uh, Magnum PI. Oh, oh no! Gosh. I don't know. Apollo and Zeus. They're Dobermans. Okay, oh, okay. Dobermans. That's right. I That's remember right. That yep. Um. Okay. How about Anchorman? Anchorman's dog. Baxter. Hey. Uh, Family Guy. Oh my! My son is going. Stu- uh, no. Um, Stewie? No, no. Um, I don't know. Uh, she's wrong on that one. Fucking dog, Brian. Brian, that's it. Kurt's going to be You've so got, mad at me. I'm surprised you didn't know that one. You can get You've got mail. Uh, Meg Ryan. Oh, Tom Hanks. The dog. Oh, uh, I don't know. Brinkley. Brinkley? Yeah. Okay. Uh, stand by me. Dang. Uh, I don't know. Salvage our dog. Chopper. Remember Chopper that the boys were scared of? Oh, okay. And he was uh, supposedly, I remember Richard Dreyfuss narrating this, he was trained to attack a specific body part. <laughs> okay. Do you know the body part? Chopper. I would. Ball. I can't hear. Okay. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, oh, oh! I know it. It's Flash. Uh, the Sandlot. Oh, uh, the Beast. Hercules. Hercules was the. Oh, I mean, <laughs> they called him the Beast. Grim. Uh, the movie Gremlins. What was the dog saying? Oh, he was scared of the Gremlins. Yep. Uh, I can remember what he looks like. Uh, Benji. Oh, not Benji. Barney. Oh, gosh, how close was that? <laughs> oh, called him Wolf Wolf. Oh. Right, 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 uh, right. Air Bud. Uh, it was that yellow Labrador. Uh, Bud. <laughs> Marley and me. Marley. <laughs> what, what is happening? Now, she was going to get some of these wrong. <laughs> What kind of dog was Marley in? Marley was a uh, a lab, I think. Okay. Jennifer Aniston, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Lost Boys. Lost Boys with the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Uh, I don't. The Lost Boys. Vampires, right? Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, there are vampires. Nanook. Yeah, I know that. Little rascals. Oh, oh, he's got the 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 the, the circle around his eye. Uh, hang on. Uh, Spanky and uh, it is not. No, it's not. That's the beer dog, Brandon. Uh, 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 I know his name. It was that like American Bulldog, right? Yeah, I think so. What's his name? Petey. Petey. Are you speaking into the phone? My phone's kind of messed up. I've got it on speaker, but it's kind of messed up. Okay, there. That's better though. What was his name? Petey. Oh, okay. Harry Potter. Harry. No. I don't know that. Sirius Black. Hmm. 
Toy Story, the dog's name. Oh, oh. I can picture him. Uh huh. Kelly, come on. Max. Is it Max? No. Slinky. Uh, Slinky. Oh. Okay. Christmas vacation. Oh gosh, the dog. Uh, he th- pees on the sandwiches. That's a that's a Rottweiler too. Is it? I think it's a Rottweiler. No, that's he... cousin Eddie's dog. Oh, is it? This is a different dog. Oh, it was his grandmother's dog. Cousin Eddie's dog. Okay, cousin Eddie's dog. The the uh, oh, I know it. Oh, snots. <laughs> okay, and this is timely. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The dog on Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I used to know that. My bike. It was all about his bike. I don't know. Beck. Beck. Beck? Uh, the dog in the Bud Light commercial. Spuds McKenzie. Yep. There he is. The Brady Bunch dog. Oh, the... Isn't it like Rover or Spot or something like it that? Spot. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger. That's right. Yep. Wizard of Oz. Toto. Annie. Sandy. Dumb dog, why are you following me? Shaggy dog. Oh, the shaggy dog. Dude turns into a shaggy dog. Oh, it's the dude from, is that the Herbie guy uh-huh. from Herbie? Yes. Shaggy. Will. Will be. Oh, gosh. How so, many are these? Uh, Captain Kangaroo's dog thing. Oh, geez. Brandon, that's your age. <laughs> We're the same age, <laughs> idiot. Phoebe, and you remember there was a, uh, a cartoon on Captain Kangaroo called Tom Terrific. Uh, what was Tom Terrific's dog's name? I don't know. Mighty Manfred the Wonder Dog. Oh, that's oh, cute. That is cute. <laughs> you probably never have seen that cartoon before. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that either. Okay, and um, let's see. There's something about Mary. Oh, that's the dog that dies and then comes back to life. I forget his name, though. No name? Puffy. All right. Okay. Peanuts. Oh, Snoopy. God. Yeah, come on now. That's an easy one. Kelly's done pretty well on these. I, I'm impressed. No, she's I'm good. extremely uh, talented when it comes to useless information. She has a lot of free time. <laughs> that is not true. Jeez. I'm legend. What'd you say? I am legend. Oh, that's uh, Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, and he has the golden, I mean, uh, the like ace, German Shepherd. Sure, okay. But I don't remember his name. Yeah. Samantha. Oh, her name. That was Samantha. Okay, one last one. Let me find it here. Jaws. Oh, come on. Is there a dog in Jaws? Yeah, he eats him. Yeah. Does he? One of the few characters that didn't get... Ingested by the shark. Oh, gosh. What is it? Pippin. Pippin. Yeah, I didn't know that. See, I wouldn't remember Probably that either. All in the movie, but there was a dog in Jaws. It's kind of interesting when we reflect on this. Kelly is pretty good at her dog trivia. That tells me she pays attention to the pets in movies, which is a good, a good trait to have.
I do. She has a bunch of doggone good traits. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, he is the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. You can find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, always fun to talk to you. Thanks for Wet Nose Wednesday. Hey, we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you. Have later. a great day. You too. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by Rodney Poff. Lies. They were lies. <laughs> they were lies. I was only I was only uh turned down once. Oh. Rodney, you must have been listening to the show earlier. Well, we we just talked with Michael Weavers. Michael Weavers. To my former friend Michael Weavers, is that He's not a you good friend. You don't be mean he? to him. He's precious. He's what? He's precious. No, Michael Weavers was not saying say that I No, he's Yeah, not go precious. ahead, tell us no, what no. he said. No, he said that he was talking about when you used to try to apply to be uh, an anatomy model for NYIT <laughs> Osteopathic Medicine School, and you were denied. He said three times, but you're saying just once. Yeah, and I didn't offer them money either. Okay, yeah. well, so, thanks for clarifying. Thanks, Mike. They looked up the application, and they thought he just came up a little bit short of, of the standards that they were looking for. So Okay. Okay. Kelly, I want to say to you, no, no, no. How no. much we appreciate you. Thank you, Rodney. Okay. And, and the friendship. And, and on behalf really, of the station, I would like to say thank you. And, and honestly, uh, what? What was your name again? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, this is yeah, how you this, too. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you too, Poff. Glad you can make it in an hour after your scheduled booking. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about people not. Keeping oh, in contact. <clears throat> Hang on, we got to talk about what's yeah. happening uh-huh. with the events. He, he does not like to be called out, Rodney. With the events, mm-hmm. which is why I do it. All right. So, so Poff comes in here. He rains on my parade, and he tells us about the events that are happening in Northeast Arkansas. It's the Jonesboro Occasions Magazine event roster. Of course, the newest issue is out. The awards issue. This is the biggest issue of occasions. As a matter of fact, we had to get the whole family out to carry it from my truck to the house. That's how big this issue is. It was a 10-pound issue. No, but it is your biggest issue of the year, right? All kinds of features. Yes. Yes. The July issue is our biggest of the year. Um, And then the one that should hit the streets here any day, the August issue, is celebration of our 20th anniversary. Oh, okay. So the cover, I just saw the reveal of the cover art uh, and the whole idea of the big 20 in the middle of the magazine cover, but with all the different uh, the, covers. The covers the yeah. Like that's a cool idea. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. weird to think it's been around for 20 years. Though. Yeah. Like that's a lot of magazines. That's almost as old as I am. Man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So that's going to be out in the next couple of days, right? Yeah. So celebrating the lineage, the history of the case. It's already uh, on the website. Okay. So. So jonesboroccasions.com if you guys want to check that out. And again, you know, the good thing about occasions is, is you know, they're very plugged into the events that happen. You guys talk to all the different groups and organizations and people hosting events. What do we have coming up over the next uh, couple of days in Northeast Arkansas? Well, a reminder that the Judd Hill Farmers Market will be held on Saturdays in August from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And every Tuesday from 11 to 4, that's at 3350 Aggie Drive. Uh, you can go to JudHillFarmersMarket.com yep. or you can email 
Judd Hill Farmers Market at Yahoo.com. Well, that's become a thing where a lot of times that becomes like a family tradition. Where, sure. Hey, let's get out there and go check it out yeah. this weekend. And you see families bringing in, you know, grandparents and kids all going out there. It's, very, it's a very cool deal. I really yeah. like it. Well, they did a great job of just kind of reinventing that over the years, too. Yeah, and the new, the new building, it looks pretty cool. No, yeah, it looks yeah. great from the road. Uh, then Thursday, this Thursday, August 3rd, Jonesboro native Drew Pulliam will perform at the Forum Theater in downtown Jonesboro at 7 o'clock. The performance will celebrate the release of Pulliam's first EP, 16 Going on 60. Wow. Um, cool. It's a very good song, by the way. Um, FOAJonesboro.org or 935-2726. Well, he's been one of those young people that we've kind of watched mm-hmm. grow just through the years of FOA and the training and the work. And we talk a lot about FOA and what they can do for the confidence of young people. And he's a great, he's a great example of he's not afraid to get up in front of any group. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. He really is. Uh, and going back, what he was cast as one of the kids in Peter Pan, right? And I was the guy backstage on the pulley making him fly. You were pulling him up. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. neat. Yeah. He was like six. You know, yeah. he's no longer six. He's no, yeah, I don't think I could do that anymore. Yeah. Um, let's see what's next. Uh, Friday, August fourth, the Foundation of Arts will present First Fridays at the Forum. Featuring John Bailey and the Heathen Revival, which are you a member of that? I should be. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, that's at seven. <laughs> that's at seven thirty Friday. Uh, you can go to foajonesboro.org or call nine three five two seven two six. Yep. The next thing would be also Friday evening, uh, the Jonesboro Walk to Defeat ALS kickoff concert honoring Philip Jackson. Yep. That'll start at 6 p.m. at the Glass Factory. Tickets are 150 each and will benefit the Walk to Defeat ALS, which will take place September 16th. Um, it's at 313 West Huntington Avenue. Um, and you can go to Facebook and, and check out for more information there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good event that they're doing. It's so, awesome. And we, in, in the August issue, we have a story um, on that as well. So. Yeah, it's a great cause. Um Saturday, August 5th, the Foundation of Arts will present the Originals series featuring Lauren Richmond, Casey Story, or Kaysen Story, and the Macaulay Brothers, uh, at 935-2726, or go to org. And finally, the Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library will host Dream Interpretation okay. at 2.30 p.m. Saturday in the Shakespeare Room. Brandon, um, you need to go to that. You always have those weird dreams. Oh, I had really weird ones last night. Really? I mean, that was up probably every hour. The one about Rodney you are telling me about? Well, yeah, the anatomy class thing. <clears throat> he was at the front door. I'm yeah. like, golly. Mm. I was hoping it wasn't real. You can call 935-5133 or go to <laughs> libraryinjonesboro.org for more information on that. And by the way. And by the way, what? It, I'm yes, afraid of what you're about to no, say. I, because of all my knee problems and all my surgeries, yes. I wanted them to be able to see my knee. Yes. That was it. That oh. was all I was Oh, I was that's asking. it. Yeah. Yeah, but you were trying to show the wrong knee. Mm-mm. It wasn't the left knee or the right knee. It was the blow knee. <laughs> or the high knee. <laughs> or the, no. You can find out more about all the events that are happening in Northeast. He's blood red right now. Just so you guys know, if only you could see how red he was and his wife has just now disowned him. <laughs> I'm hoping she's still in bed. Uh, probably. Doesn't she sleep all day? Isn't that what you were saying? Brandon, Brandon you're Dude. Uh-huh. He does it all the time. It's all he does. He's red again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm red now for a different reason. <laughs> At least 
least she knows that he's full of it. No, she does. She it, she definitely she definitely knows. <laughs> she definitely does. Go to JonesboroOcasions.com to find out more and check out the current issue right now. As Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions event roster. Do you have the the delay button? Uh, no delay. I, There's no delay. You're oh, then yeah, it's you're, Poff off. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, don't forget we have a podcast. The show goes up every day after the show's over, and you can always uh, check out everything that we talked about. It's available wherever you get podcasts. So that could be Apple Podcasts or Google Play or iHeartRadio or Spotify. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry. What's on TV tonight? The premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on Disney+. Plus. The 25th season premiere of Big Brother and tonight's schedule also includes Nancy Drew and Riverdale. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.